0: There and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshot podcast with me, your host Liam Baker. We also have Rich. Hello, Ben. Hello, in the background, we got
1: Tim. Yeah,
2: He's in I, was the background. Sorry, I was like completely muted, but thanks. For that yeah, I'm here. No worries, and we have the winner of
0: the Spudgum. Spudgun Spudgun Championships on the weekend, Matt. Hello. How are you? Yeah, for good. <laughs> Slowly regaining <laughs> some sanity. Yeah, we don't ask how everyone else is doing. They're all mean to me. To be fair, you deserve it. Yep, I know. I deserve and it, and I, I like you. It. You're the only one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you were at the hospital when I was born, I'd have been palmed off to you.
3: <laughs> I'm not that old. I'm, I'm surprised you are... let me
4: look
0: after a kid now, if I'm honest.
4: <laughs> I'm not as surprised as she is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, but she puts me to bed every night make makes sure I don't get up in the night.
4: What, Willow? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Anyway, crack on, Liam.
0: So, yeah, uh, I guess the, the first thing we've got to talk about is... Uh, what well, everyone got up to the weekend. There was a, a certain, well, there was a few tournaments on, wasn't there? We had uh, the Camino Cup. We had the Firestorm Store Champ down in Cardiff. Or mm-hmm. across at Cardiff, I don't know. Uh, and Tim's event. So I'm guessing you, all of you were at Tim's event, weren't you? So like It was How'd great because you, you weren't. Yeah, we know that's a lie because of <laughs> how nice you were in the last episode. I know. Shut up. Don't tell people I'm nice.
3: <clears throat> I did the yeah. worst, so shall I go first?
4: <laughs> well, we can first of all say Tim ran a Kraken event as you even start. It, uh, it was really nice to be back in the room.
3: I don't think anybody runs an event better than Tim. Uh, I'm usually one for making fun of people, but I've never been to an event where someone's made time on the air. Like predicted times,
2: (laughs)
0: Tim likes to get
2: home. I know, yeah, it's just them both. Two sex. two sex. sex. Sorry, uh, so you were just saying nice (sighs) things about me, and then my Discord just shut down. Uh, so
3: (laughs) it's a lurk. I can't say advice, that's it, it's
2: done. Yeah, what happened there? My OBS is going mental, (laughs) even that didn't like the lies. That's fine. Okay, it looks like it's back up. Uh, yeah, so, he's yeah, fine. You've you've said nice things, and then um, whatever you said after that, you may want to start that train of thought again. What oh, after the, to the to nice? Speed? The train's derailed, <laughs> mate.
3: Yeah. Where where had you got up to? The bit where we'd finished being nice to
2: uh, you. Well, yeah, I know all, I was all, yeah all, all I heard you saying like about um uh, that you'd said like uh, <clears throat> you, I caught up on timings and stuff like that, and then everything went quiet.
3: Oh, okay. I can't remember what we were saying. Shall we just carry on?
2: Yeah, I think I've got
0: it. Uh <coughs> so I look at system opens and that it feels half the time it feels like the uh, the timer's running and then ten minutes into the timer running, pairings are announced. Yeah. Yeah, but it's good for some lists.
4: Yeah. But ten minutes sci-fi though. <laughs> yeah. I suppose running a running a smaller event, you know, you can go around and shivy people to their tables individually. In the big events, you know, where you've got 5 600 players, you you do just have to run on a metronome and if somebody gets stuck, you know, halfway to their table talking to their mate for 5 minutes about what's going on, then they miss that 5 minute setup time and you know they It's a bit it's a bit harder I think in the first two or three rounds where people are ping-ponging up and down the room, you know, depending on your if you win or lose, or whether you're randomly, at, it's like if you're round one on table two and you lose, and then down you're down to table two hundred and fifty. You've got to go to the other end of the room. Um, where later on, you know, if you're five and zero and you lose, then you go to the five and one table, and it's not that it's you know it's two rows down, sort of thing. But um, anyway, that's enough of that boring crap. Let's not talk about event organizing, shall we? <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, Is that?
3: uh. <clears throat> Obviously, Where did you finish, Ben? Um, let me just double-check again. I was like two and three.
0: I did awful. Uh, 20th. So you came 20th with a list. I'm guessing you practiced, right? Yeah. I actually finished uh, five from the bottom. Okay, Cause, then. Uh, oh, no, because some some drops there. How did you get on, Rich, with only one game practice?
4: Uh, I mean... I feel like this is going to sound better than it is, but I went three and two, um, and I finished tenth. Um, but it was worse than that because I was three and zero oh at one point. <laughs> and uh and so I felt like I did really badly by the end of the day. And I have to I have to apologize to Sean Milligan, who who came second in the event in the end, I have to apologise to him because he bore the full brunt of my saltiness and came <laughs> five. <far. laughs> I was really salty. So um everything I said last week about, you know, being kind and, you know, not blaming your dice and all this kind of stuff. Oh, I was raging with mine. My greens just vanished. And I, I was, I, I'm trying really hard not to blame the dice and trying to think of, you know, things I could have done differently. And I think what I could have done differently was list build a list that doesn't have three green dice. Um, in in fairness is, to you, Rich,
3: Sean I'm is a very, yeah, a, very good, go. a very good friend of yours. So yeah. you are allowed to whinge at him a bit. I know. Um, and, <laughs> it's uh, not like uh, <laughs> it's just someone random and you made them have a bad time
4: well sean two, knows
3: you very well
4: <laughs> the, the two games that i lost were against sean and against uh jason denton we'll talk about jason's list in a little bit as well yeah. um and um both of them i've known for a long time i've known sean for 25 years and um i've known jason basically since we started playing x-wing around about the same time like five years ago or something so um both of them were were very very gentlemanly and polite about the fact that um Variants extremes were exhibited frequently in our games. I'm gonna say, and uh, at one point, Jason felt so bad about the state of his greens that he swapped them out for for some other ones <laughs> and then his other ones continued to the run, and I was like, you know, if you're chucking two dice at something um and you know, they're just rolling evades, then there's nothing you can do about it, right? And it and it is a dice game, but um, I had a great time and I'll talk a little bit more about flying the list and whatnot later on, but um, when we talk about it, but it was good fun. So thanks to um, Johnny Hall. For anybody that, that hasn't been following, but listens, um, I ended up flying um, six V-Wings with the, with the ESK title because it's free, which is one where every other turn you can try and ionize somebody. Um, by random chance, and naked Rick Olay. And uh, yeah, when I won the first three games, I thought, I don't know what's going on here. And then when I lost the second two, it was like, ah, balance is restored. <laughs> All is right with the world. Um, but yeah, it was good. So three how and two.
0: Did you, did you find flying six of those? Uh,
4: how and did I find flying they, six of them? This game hates
0: me because I can't see them as a...
1: yeah.
4: All, Liam, Bure going all robotic but how did I find six of them? Because you can't see them as a functional list um, maybe um, uh, so, yes. I, yeah, so I flew them in two pods of three um, and I basically just moved them as three ships so Rick is one ship and then each of the pods of three is another ship so I tried to fly them like triple aces with like doing the trident but two prongs of the trident being um, three of the ships so I was setting them up kind of just a little bit separate kind of centre board and then Rick in one of the corners Um, and yeah, just, um, trying to, trying to set up kill boxes and stuff. And once the game breaks down, they've got such a a funky dial that kind of very easy to pull like sneaky little blocks off. Um, and I did some rude things to poor Martin Purvis's Ray, um, when he came at me through a lane and then realized that there was literally no way he could get out of the lane and I just blocked all of his moves. So he bumped into the front ship and then, yeah, you know, six shots at range two, one and two, um, and his uh, his ray just wasn't firing things at all. Well, wasn't blowing things off the board, which he should have been doing. Um, which is why I can't really complain about my green dice in uh, in round five and uh, four and five. Because in round one, two, and three, my green dice held up and my red dice were okay. Um, but then, you know, I was chatting to Tim afterwards, and he said it's the it's the three dice list. Eventually, your green dice betray you. You just hope that they don't do it too badly. Um, you know when it happens and uh yeah against sean it was uh it was crazy like he was rolling one hit and then i was rolling four greens or five greens obstructed range three and just getting four blanks in a focus so i was like haven't even got a focus to spend should have got one one wiggle there or when i did have a focus he was doing two hits and i was rolling one symbol it was great fun um so that's why i got really salty but i'm gonna i'm trying not to be salty now i've got past it so I'll stop bringing it up thanks thanks for bringing it up again yeah,
0: you've got to get to acceptance soon enough, haven't you
4: yeah, I think I'm there I think i'm there i mean I'm never gonna fly the list again in real life because you know I don't own six v wings so um thanks to Johnny Hall for lending me four um plus my own two and um yeah, it was good and i mean i think I think there's something to it um but i don't want I don't want to steal too much um limelight from mr Cook matt um who who, yeah. did, who did better than me. I mean, I was a nice little
0: uh, segue on to the important person here. <laughs> so, uh, how did you find that? With uh, obviously you running Hera, Sinjula in the B wing, Kanan and Jarrus, and Ahsoka. Uh, I can't see how this works, Matt. Can you explain it to me? Because I'm an idiot. So I was just I
5: was just tooling around with a sort of new new builds a couple of months ago, and found I really liked the way the ghost sort of flies now at the, after the points drop. So this is sort of more of an evolution of my attempt to find two things to pair with the, with the Kaelin build, um, but sort a ostensibly it comes down to it's just a massive hammer that like, just sort of hit people with them, and keep hitting them as long as I can, and just hope that they go down before I do. Um, I, I, I'd like to say it's cleverer than that. I think there's um, it's got a fairly high floor in how bad your dice can be, given the amount of mods. Um, and there's an, there's an awful lot of, uh, of options in it as well um, I think, uh, apologies to my opponents at the start of the day the amount of triggers I was missing um, so I felt like I was giving the games away a little bit um, but I think my sort of fly, fly my way out slash got a few lucky breaks on the dice and that, and that sort of let me get settled and start playing it correctly
0: yeah I mean you went 6-1 over the entire day didn't you you only lost to Ben so I can imagine that was a massive dampener on your confidence
5: well, well, you know, I felt I felt like I owed him one after uh, after sneaking the store champs room the other week.
3: <laughs> I mean, Do you know, it serves I... you right, Matt, because you kept using that focus
5: token in our game. <laughs> you yeah, didn't quite have the psychological effect I was hoping for, but no, you no, it were... just annoyed me. <laughs> yeah, no, you you, you you rightly smashed me, which was uh, was, was appreciated. Right.
4: <laughs> Matt, I think you're uh, I think you're underselling some of the stuff that the list can do, and I think it's one of those things that when people look at it initially, they go, "Oh, right. Well, this is going to be easy because there's a zero agility hammer that I can I can arc dodge. That's easy enough. And then there's Hera. Well, she's an I six, but she's a B wing, so she'll die if 0.3 point three ships at her. But the way that you were moving them meant that your ships were very seldom being focused fired, um, and that was credit to your flying. So like I watched uh, um or watched bits of um your two cut games and I think the way that you were um repositioning Hera, particularly you were leveraging Ahsoka's um pre uh well ah- Ahsoka's action basically. <laughs> yeah, well you kept forgetting Ahsoka's action. Um let's not forget <laughs> that but um Ahsoka's coordinate. Um, ability that you were basically leveraging if not every turn then certainly every other turn and you were often using it just to barrel roll Hera somewhere um, so that she was in a funkier position than maybe your opponent was expecting Um, or if not you know you were doing yeah I'll give Hera a focus link to a barrel roll then I'll do a little gentle one blank blue to clear it and then I'll take a target lock and then I've got proton torpedoes Um, so I think a lot of People were kind of thinking, well, how do I deal with this? And, and the problem with dealing with Hera is that if you go into her front arc, she's an I-6 double modded proton torpedo that's going to just hurt you. Um, and there was a, a, a bit of a similarity between um, what your list was doing to people and I think what Jason's list was doing to people, which was that you just had an enormous punch um, coming out the front for the initial engage. And then it was how people dealt with that. The other thing that interested me about your list and how you were using it was the Kanan Jarrus trigger. Um, Because he basically has the same ability in the Ghost as in the Hawk, right? It's if you're shooting a friendly ship that's in his arc, he can spend a force. But he's got two force natively in in the Ghost. Um, So, you know, you you were very often, you know, people were trotting up and going, I'm going to shoot Hera. And you were going, all right, cool. I'll Kanan that. And instead of rolling three dice, they're rolling two. Um, and suddenly, her, you know, her one one green eight health keeps her alive an awful lot longer um, than it would against a, a couple of um, three two uh, three or four dice attacks. So
5: you, you, you're very right in that sort of
4: there's there's a lot of tricks in the toolbox that it brings. Um, so
5: you can sort of look at your opponent's list, sort of consider how they're going to try and take points off you, and sort of change up the the choices you make in your actions. But at the same time, it's forcing some really nasty targeting choices. Because, you know, the, the standard setup, which I, I rarely had to modify, sort of have the ghost against one side, um, the A-wing just to the right of it in its dorsal arc, with the B-wing just behind. Um, so that sort of can sort of fly as a, as a loose block, or a bit tighter if you want to stop the sneaky new bombers sort of boosting in to drop bombs on you. But um they have got the choice, you, know, you can try and shoot Hera, but then it's probably going to be a range 3 shot, so it's two greens, and I'm going to canon it. So you'll find that actually very little damage gets through there. You can shoot the A-Wing, but it's got an Evade token on, possibly. Or Target Lock, if I'm she can go for PS kill, but usually it's got the Evade token. The, the Force, well, some Force left, and again canon Or if you shoot the Reinforced Ghost, well, it's a, it's a Reinforced Ghost, but Magpher Yarrow is sort of the secret source there. So if you as soon as you target the Ghost, well, that's a free Target Lock. And he hasn't spent his force now on protecting his friends, so all of a sudden this kanan has got reinforced two force and a, and a target lock on the, the ship. It wants to shoot back, um, and I see a, a lot of people sort of look at look at their the front of that ship and make possibly not the right choices in what they targeted. A lot of people got it right, to be fair, um, but then as you said, you know you can just punch back with a double of proton torpedo, initiative six. Um, PS kill things that you need to, but it's one of those weird ones where um, there's a lot of mechanics in the list which you don't have to rely on. So the B-Wing double shooting for the cost of a target lock, or Hera passing down tokens, if she needs to use them to get the full the full hits on Torpedo, then we'll use them. If you're lucky and you uh, you roll hot dice, then that luck then cascades down. So all of a sudden, you've rolled hot already, and you can pass down the tokens to those who don't roll hot. So it's sort of, the, the as I say, the, the, the damage floor is quite high already. But if you just randomly lucky, if you roll hot in the start, you can sort of just, just keep that rolling. Because it's
4: it's, it's a bit more punchy
5: than
4: it might appear at first. I mean, I looked at it and I thought that appears very punchy. So I don't want to really think how punchy it actually is. Um, And I think a lot of the the pain that it can inflict on people comes from the fact that Kanan shoots a four dice gun at I3. So, you know, Hera is maybe torping something or just three dice attacking it, whichever, you know, she ends up doing for whatever reason um as you say hot dice then she keeps her token to, to pass down if not then you know she's just spending them and doing good hits anyway um and then you know ahsoka's plinking damage or maybe chucking a concussion missile because she's got three four so you know she she gets an opportunity for a target lock or she can steal heras if hera hasn't used it yet and then you know all that said and done then kanan's got a target locked shot at range you know at four dice four or five dice um in the front arc and I mean one of the games I think it was against Sean kind of Kanan didn't shoot until like he had I think two health left and had narrowly avoided flying off the board due to a damaged engine which was um, some well oh, it was a bit squeaky bum time for a minute um but <laughs> but um but then you know suddenly Kanan wasn't dead And came back round, came onto the board and just started lighting up ships that, you know, he just hadn't had the opportunity to shoot. And it was, yeah, if you don't shoot me, I am eventually going to get back into the fight and I'm going to absolutely annihilate something. So, yeah, I thought you flew it brilliantly, though. And I think that's one of those lists that people look at it, not figure out how it works or immediately discount it. And it's not the list that's doing the work there. It's already talking about your... um, your strategy and your tactics, and how I mean, you were already talking about, you know, how you were tweaking your setup to, you know, against different lists and, you know, how you were setting it up deliberately to think about it and how you were engaging with it. You weren't ramming it forward, which is, you know, how ghosts die is you just ram it into a lane and then it gets flanked and it gets annihilated. But um, you, you were, you, you've got to get as much, much out of the ghost as you can while it's there. Yeah.
5: Um, I, um, I find that, that that four die arc is just so, so threatening. It forces people to, to move and get out of the way. Um, spend their actions sort of dodging it yeah Um, but it it almost sounds weird to say it but I, I think the best way to find the ghost is almost like a defender you need to sort of pick where your 4Ks are going to come in and start your game even at the point of the obstacles working out where you want your 4K lanes to be
4: yeah yeah giving yourself those gaps yeah i mean it was it, it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting list and i think i'm going to give it a blast on tts at some point against some people and see if i can figure out because it's um it contains two ships that i really like using in fact it contains three ships that i really like using because uh, b wings are fun ghost is fun a wings are fun and then each of hera and um hera and uh, asuka are good fun to use as well um and you know I've enjoyed Kanan in the Hawk, and it's basically the same ability, not quite as good because he can't do it on himself, but, mm. um, but then again, you know, if Kanan's reducing a shot onto the ghost, then it would just be disgusting. Um, reinforce and reduce your dice by one. let's go <laughs> see what you can do now.
5: Well, I, don't, um, I don't think the BCX can do it to himself? Can he sort of?: uh, No,
4: no, he can't. He can't. Thank goodness, thank goodness. <laughs> um, to be honest,
5: the, the force points are very handy, I found as well, just just for having that mod after you four would so yeah, you get yep. in your four K, your tight lock, and your focus is surprisingly cheeky.
4: Yeah, definitely. But in fact,
5: I think the greatest part of this is that actually I haven't had a game that wasn't fun with it. Yeah, you know, I've had games where I've been smashed apart, but they were they were fun while well doing it. You always feel like you've got an option with it.
3: Yeah, we had a really good game. <clears throat> Probably my favourite game of the day, actually. I thought you were uh, saying weird.
0: that because you won.
3: No, it was <laughs> um, it was actually it was just a really fun game. Um, I, I can't really say why it was fun. I just really enjoyed it.
5: You know, that was, that was a great one. We sort of sort of came together, had a big had a big smash in the middle, then then flew apart, had some little side jewels and came back together for the thrilling conclusion. Which was <laughs> I think some, some horrific crit chain on the ghost. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean it's it's, it's it's worth pointing out, but I think you were you were very much on top from the start of that game and uh, and uh, you just sort of rode that all the other way. Yeah, you would you wouldn't let me back in. I thought it was very unsporting. <laughs>
4: But I think this is it, it comes back to something we talked about last week. Um, just about, you know, not not being a, a, an an unfriendly opponent and, you know, everything that I experienced of, of you over the course of the day, Matt, as we were kind of nearby each other on tables, although we never got to play each other, was that, you know, you 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 are playing the game in exactly the right spirit of, you know, friendly, fairness and competitive attitude, you know. So you're you're there to try and win the games, but you're not there to win the games at you know, the cost of the person across the table from you having a good time. Um, so, you know, even though I ended up miserable and taking it out on Sean, um, I was still <laughs> he kind of really deserved
3: up. it though. Didn't he? Let's be honest.
4: No, no, he didn't. Not in this one. And I know no, you're joking, he didn't. but he really didn't. <laughs> he did. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's it's important to make sure that your opponent has as good a time as you're having when you're playing a game. Because ultimately, it's a social game of, of of plastic spaceships that you're playing for fun. And the the prizes that we're winning, while they were cool um, for this event, and they're cool for most events, uh, they're just, you know, plastic versions of cardboard game components that we already have. Um, so, you know, it's it's not the end of the world. It's not Magic the Gathering where there's $100,000 on the line or whatever. You know, there's there's no need to to play. And yeah, as I said, from everything I saw of you, you were flying in the spirit of excellent competition. So, what I'm trying to say is probably the best reason it was Ben's most fun game was that um, even though he beat you, was that you were being a good opponent about it.
5: Um, oh, that's, that's very. I mean, I think it's worth
4: saying this. I think this is, I always
5: find the expert community is fantastic in terms of just the spirit of play. I think it worked out once. I've played over a thousand games, and I can count on one hand the amount that got nasty. Um, yeah. But everyone I played uh, this weekend was exceptionally, exceptionally sportsmanlike um, from a first opponent who I think realised he was head on point points and started playing faster to give me a chance to come back, which <laughs> unfortunately for him I did, um, which felt a bit cheeky. And um, Sean at the end, who, um, you know, bearing in mind it's the final and we've been playing all day, was, was stopping and deliberately checking with me if I wanted to use my Canaan trigger, um, which I thought was incredibly sportsmanlike of him.
4: Yeah. Yeah, Sh- Sean and I play each other a lot because he lives about a mile up the road from me. Um, and we do that um, just because we're trying to learn lists and like giving, you know, the, the, the lengthy pause, as as, as you, you, you'll have noticed him doing a couple of times, where he's going, now I'm going to shoot you <laughs> with Ray into that ship. And then he pauses. <laughs> okay, that's three dice. And then he rolls them. And then, if at that point you go, "Oh, Kanan, he goes, "I mean, I gave you a chance. I gave you a chance." Oh, that <laughs> you know? was fair at that point. <laughs> no. yeah. um, although sometimes he does say, "Do you want to Kanan And you know, and that's the point where you go, "Do you want me to? Should I? <laughs> 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 Should I save it for the next shot? What are you going to do then?" <laughs> so, yeah, it's um, it's good. But yeah, no, I love I love the list, and I was so happy to see it doing well. And um, yeah, very very pleased to um to, to see um that ships that don't often um come top table like they go so i haven't really been appearing to be honest in version two um still have got some life in them and i think it's uh it's interesting to show that um just a little bit of uh oh, what's what's the word um innovation in list building can go a long way because I mean, you, know, you could argue that I just looked at the points change
5: document and picked pick the two most discounted Rebel ships and thought that that'll work well, but
4: other than Dash, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you saw you saw the two most discounted Rebel ships and thought I can't fly Dash because <laughs> that's degenerate. Nobody wants that.
5: I did Enjoy watching Dash players complain about other people's degeneracy at the weekend, though, which was a... oh yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many Dash players were there? Uh, two.
4: Three? Three, two. Darryl and um David uh so Darrell McDowell from Taunton Squadron. Dave, whose name I always forget, who's just joined the Sith Takers, surname? Chicken um, Butt. And um <laughs> yeah, I can't remember if there was anybody else. Throw me, but... off. Throw me off there now, aren't I? <laughs> uh, kinda. It was a bit random. I'm <laughs> so David Dave Lever, uh oh Jude, uh Jude True had a Oh no, they didn't end up arriving, did they?
0: No, I think the trees got caught up. By the way, they... yeah, they
4: did get caught up. By the way, so there was three, three dashes submitted and um, two played. So, yeah, and Daryl ended up in top four, so he 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 smashed it up, um, and David ended up going three and two. So, you know, both flying different versions of dash, but yeah, cool. I've I'm I'm uh, I've got nothing else to ask Matt because i've I've just done lots of domination of talking, so Liam, you should can, tell I, me, shut can up. I just
2: jump in for two secs i just want to uh yeah. obviously just thank everybody that did come along to the event um those obviously that that made it, but those um you know obviously sorry for those that had, had paid in, but then the weather obviously caught them out so I have um drawn prizes I think for about thirteen people um that you know, sort of paid in and couldn't be there um so those will be going off in the post this week um <laughs> And also, just big shout-out to Matt Farr and Ewan Farr. So, Matt actually had made top four, and I think Ewan finished fifth at the end of the day. Um, they both missed round one uh, because they pulled over and helped people who were stuck in the snow um, for about half an hour. Um, so, they were a bit frazzled by the time they'd got to the venue. Um, but then, uh, so basically, the final salvo to see who won that round. So, Ewan won the round. Uh Matt then won his next four games uh with four Roombas. Um yeah, Doomba, and, Doomba Roombas. Yeah, and so should <laughs> should have been playing in cut. Um but, but decided due to the weather, obviously a long day. They were knackered, they were basically um uh quite happy to drop from cut as such. So um and obviously that opened the opportunity for Matt to finish sixth to uh play in the cut. Um so uh yeah, I just uh, just wanted to say uh, sort of shout out to them for it was great to see them. Um, it was great to see everybody. In fairness, it was a, a real nice chilled event. Um, yeah, no issues at all from my point of view. Um, and yeah, considering the weather, it was nice for everybody to get together.
5: Because I've rarely been to an event that was so slickly run yet so
2: calm. <laughs> yeah, like you know, we were a good 30, 40 minutes late. Come lunchtime, so you know, I was sort of uh, firing through it in the afternoon just to sort of get us back on track because obviously, we um, yeah, obviously, uh, Rich, Rich Sean, and, and Steve were slightly late because they were helping me out by fetching uh price support from COG, um, and then obviously, we were trying to see if obviously, um, Matt and you were going to turn up as well, so it was a slight delay to the start of the day, but you know, it, uh, real life happens. Um I suppose uh actually yeah whilst whilst I think about that, I will say thanks to Cog coggo 2 for uh help with prize support and we had the um Vector Squadron Creative uh who's Mike Upton. Uh he donated a load of cards. Uh Will Sheard from the X Wing Ready Room and numerous, numerous people throughout the community and stuff who've been donating bits to me. Um so I could give them away to everybody else.
4: Yeah. I I want to just, I know Liam's going to jump onto this, the Cardiff Store Championship in a second. Um, I just want to ask, uh, Matt, you played against Jason and his triple Naboo list. I played mm. against Jason and his triple Naboo list. Um, it was a very good game. Jason beat me and you beat Jason. So I'm just going to read out Jason's list here because this deserves some airtime. Okay, so three Naboo N1 starfighters. That's it. That's all in his list. Padme, Anakin and Ricollet. Padme and Anakin, the same build, R2 Astromech, passive sensors, Duke and Proton Torpedoes. And Ricole with R2 Astromech, Fire Control System and Duke, 197 points. So bearing in mind that we were using bid. Jason wanted a bid, um, so that he could take first player so that he could leverage Duke. Um if we weren't doing that, he would have replaced fire control system on Rick with advanced proton torpedoes for the five dice banger if he needed it at any point um, or something like that. This list is disgusting in so many ways. It is pure Genk Master General when it comes off um, because Padme Amidala with Duke firing proton torpedoes, flying alongside Anakin. And basically what he does is he locks you He proton torpedoes you. He re-rolls it, whatever. He gets three hits or whatever. And then you roll your dice. And you roll, you know, hit focus blank, let's say. Uh, Sorry, evade focus blank. And then he jukes your evade. And then he says, now Padme says, you can only modify one of those two eyeballs with your focus token. (laughs) It's like, wait, what? (laughs) Hang on. And then he does it again with Anakin, except for it's double modded because of Anakin's force. And you go hang on wait what and then suddenly you're down a ship or half a ship and it's uh yeah it's pretty horrible and in um yeah in in the game that i played against him kind of v-wings were just evaporating left right and center as he was just going duke anytime i ended up talking this, duke and padme duke and padme i was like oh Oh, I feel like I've just flown into this, and, and there's nothing I can do about it now. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, and then, obviously, when you do get half points on something, off he flies, regen those shields, get up above half again. So horrible. What did? How did you fight so against it, Matt? Oh, was there, was was from Liam, there
5: was it. Ignore Liam; he's a fool. Ah, yeah, I thought, that's yeah. Right. Ignore me. <laughs> so yeah, it was um. One of the interesting this, where you look across the table and go, "Oh, this is this is awesome." Um, so I was really looking forward to the game. i um, was a big fan of sort of the skirmish style, having tried to get M ones to work. I was very impressed at sort of how how well Jason flew them. Yeah, he's one of those opponents where sort of, like, you fly against him, you can feel by sort of the, precis- the precision he's playing with. Um, that he really thought long and hard about how he wanted his engages to go. But I, I think I, in some ways I got a bit lucky against it, um, in that I've got you know one agility zero agility, and a three agility that's not really the, the priority. So you get the, the dream scenario of taking the proton torpedoes on a reinforced um, ghost through debris um, for only losing two to each torpedo. Um, but yeah, it was nasty. He, he, he sort of came in fairly well, um, got the torpedoes away. Uh, he have to, to be fair, he had some atrocious red dice, sort of all blanks on the first roll, and then rerolling into something a bit more sensible. Um... Yeah, just very very slippery to play against them. So he'd be very good at sort of like throwing. You know, I think he flew he Padme and Anakin together with a mm-hmm. torpedo block, and had Rick, Rick on on the flank. And it was one of those where you sort of have to look at the list, understand how it's going to fly, and also I suppose the, the downfall as I saw it was they end up being quite predictable because they have to go that three speed to get the evade. Without the evade, they'll just keel over. So he sort of gives you gives you. Really hones down the options the opponent has in terms of where they can go to be most effective. Mm-hmm. Um, though I would say Jason did, did pull out the occasional one speed just to, just to surprise me, um, <laughs> which is very effective with. Um, but I think in our game, I tried to get Anakin fa- quick and fast after sort of pouncing on him early game down to one hole. But he still got away, got both his torpedoes off, and got, I think he used most of his R2 charges the entire game. But I think my he was just unlucky in that Minus is very good at mitigating one quality attack a turn. And uh, with the skirmish style of the N1s, um, he was getting one quality attack a turn, which my list was able to just sort of chin off with Kanan and uh, keep punching back hard enough to get through the tokens. It was one of those rare circumstances I found um, double shoot useful. So to get a couple of hits let that ride to shoot the tokens and spend a lot to shoot again once the tokens are off to try and get something through. Um, so it was a, a weird a weird but handy use of the, uh, the, B, the free B-Wing title shoot.
4: <laughs> yeah i think in your cut game against him when it was it was the top four when when you you played him um i think you said that kind of coming into the last turn I'd, i i mentioned to you that it seemed um like it seemed really close but then when you said the score it was like you know 160 something to like 30 something but then you said there was like a hundred point swing worth of points available on that last turn oh it was and... something
5: musical. It was he's it almost full health on um on Rick and Padme. And he'd lost Anakin fairly early on. Um, and I think I'd lost half. I think I had Hera on two health. So obviously that's quite... And she was locked by a, by, by a Proton Torpedo. Um, which could have moved and focused for the, for the four hits. So she was one shot to kill. To get another you know, 32 points. And the Ghost was one off half. With Rick about to pounce. So for, for three damage out of Proton Torpedo and Rick... I think it worked out he could, have, he could have gone up to about 105 points. I think I was, I was ahead at 69 to 33, but he could quite feasibly, on, even on bad dice, gone to 105. So my, sort of, I had to be very careful to keep the ghost alive by getting it in a block, or at least in a position where if it got shot, it could shoot back to try and get its own points back. And mm-hmm. also trying to not lose the B-Wing. Um, but as it went down, I sort of managed to get the block with, with the ghost and then PS kill Padme, which was a little cheeky on dice. So, I mean, there were a number of scenarios there where Jason could have won it. And I think he'd he, he mapped them all out better than I had. Um, I just got a bit lucky and I managed to pull off the block on one side and get the PS kill on the other. So <laughs> the, the score makes my sort of thinking time seem a bit ridiculous. Mm. Um, but there, there was at least three different scenarios where Jake, Jason could have uh, come through and won that one quite handily
4: yeah i mean i think when you're talking about you know you took something from above half like a 71 i think padme 71 or 69 points in in that build and when you're taking that from full to full to dead then that's you know that that's a massive swing right there but then as you say if he'd done two health to your hera and what you know or two health to your hera and two health to your ghost then they're both dead and those are ships that it's very very easy to push two damage into um so yeah it's um it, it sounded like it was a bit weird because it sounded like it was really, really tense. And then when you said the score, everyone was like, wait, what? I um, <laughs> thought, thought there was like two points in it or something, the way you were talking there. Never mind. But yeah, it was good. Um, no, but but I, yeah. I think,
5: I think if the only thing that had happened was he did one damage to the go because he one by quite some way.
4: Yeah. Well, really- I, think what was, I think what's just come out again there was something that you said about Jason was obviously the way that he's flying and thinking about his engagements in advance of, you know, he's not just randomly setting up rocks and then plonking a ships down and seeing what happens. He's got a strategy that he's using. And because he was flying a list he knew well with strategy that he'd pre-worked out about how he was going to engage into stuff, um, when people did what he wanted them to do, that put him in a massive positive position um, because the game was going the way he wanted it to from the initial engagement. Um
5: it was something I saw Sean do a lot of as well, but he was very good at putting his ships in a position where he could react to where I had gone by choosing which way to go. So he had his escape lanes locked in from before he moved. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Sean did a very similar thing with his Poe quite masterfully. He's um, not
4: normally that good with Poe. I don't know what happened.
5: <laughs> I don't, don't know what he to... had
4: for breakfast.
5: <laughs> he playing like an absolute savage. It was awesome. Um, J- J- Jason definitely left his options open. Um, but yeah, if you can block one of those options with a fairly lairy ghost build... And then focus your because other things like, and then my two ships, which move after and mutually support each other after Anakin moves, was um, mm-hmm. able to pounce a little bit. Yeah, I think I think if he, if, it, if that list that he's brought had had higher initiative pilots, which I know is not not an option, that'd be very scary. I think it's the only thing keeping other aces in the game against them is just yeah the the PS difference or the initiative difference.
4: Yeah, yeah, cool. Thank you. I, I did want to t- talk about that list. Um, just um, the, the last thing on, on before we move off is the, talking about the V-Wings. I think the list becomes slightly better if you take the ESK title off it and make it besh and have five of them with bombs and an, and an ace. Um, but the ESK title is hilarious because you can just spam it when you've got six of them. And I did eye on, I was played Martin Purvis in round three and um i just had four i think pointing at his t70 and i was just like well i bumped you with one of them so now the other four are just going to shoot at you and if i do a crit you're ioned, and then we'll all just k turn behind you and do the same next turn um um, the first time a crit goes through he's ioned, and then you just stop using the the ability and then the next turn you do the same again with the ships that didn't use it the, the last time um and yeah it The the one time it came off, it really worked. Um, And I think that with more practice, choosing when to target things with that is probably like 50% of the list. success is actually making the right decision about whether or not to ionize things. Um, But yeah, I would recommend to anybody to give it a whiz on TTS or Vassal or wherever um, because it was a lot of fun to zoom it about the place. Um, they're fun ships to fly V-Wings, um, and I'm going to keep, keep using a couple in some Republic salad lists, I suspect, um, but I don't <laughs> think I'm going to buy into six. That's not going to happen. And they're beautiful models. They are very nice.
3: I they're am trying... good. They don't move. They look like they should do, though. Yeah.
4: They should do something, but <laughs> Ex- explode. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest; that's what they do in the Clone Wars cartoon, anyway. They mostly just explode, so it's fine. <laughs> like Torrents, just explode.
3: I really like the Republic faction. I just don't feel like it's very good. I know Cormac's been doing really well with it, but yeah, it's like a hindrance to play that faction more than others. I feel.
4: Yeah, he's, he's mainlined it. So he's got the, it, I think it's a way to the, um, it's the it's way to get down to, um, it, it's not what you're flying, it's how you're flying it.
3: Oh yeah, um, I was just about to say Cormac's very good. Yeah. When he bothers turning
0: up. <laughs> so talking about Cormac, I think that's a perfect link into the Camino Open well, the European side of it at least, because Cormac, Connor, and Ollie Ollie no, all took part in that and all made cut, didn't they? Yep.
3: Yep. Ollie and Connor played each other twice, didn't they?
0: Yeah, they did. Uh, I think I remember seeing a couple messages in our group uh, where Ollie was mentioning his distaste distaste for proximity mines. I've got had the whole one. <laughs> I mean by by proxy it is for Connor isn't it? <laughs> oh, I'm proud of that one. I shouldn't be.
4: <laughs> yeah, so it's the, it's the same list that um we we talked about Cormac's been flying um that same republic list again and I think he made top 8 maybe. So the the way yeah. the Camino um thing ran was um, two pods for Swiss, um, and then the top eight for each of the two pods um, played in a final the following day, but one was Oceania time, so kind of UTC plus eight or something, and one was, um, was it UTC plus zero or plus one? Something like that. It was like UK, Europe time, and then like Australia time, basically. And then, yeah, the next day, I think the guys were up at like five in the morning or something to start playing. The cut games. Um, but yeah, Connor got top four, Cormac got top eight, and I think Ollie got top eight because Cormac yeah. put him out Connor put him out. Yeah. Something like that anyway. Yeah, and yeah. the price support looked really sweet. And to be honest, yeah, it did, I, was, I must admit I was tempted. <laughs> I was tempted, but then it was like, oh no, it's Tim's event, I can't do it. I
3: um, don't I couldn't sit at a computer all day playing. That's what it does me. I'd really like
4: to, but I just don't think I could. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know 2 made those templates. Um, because they got the thanks on the on the thing, and I'm probably just sad that um, the Camino team have probably asked them not to make duplicates of them for other people because <laughs> they're tournament support. Because it looks like they've um, they've designed them specifically to look like like clone trooper helmets and stuff as as sets, like it's a an art set like the Plo ones where the the art goes across all the templates kind of thing, um, as opposed to individual oh, yeah. template designs.
0: I must have missed that post because I haven't seen those and they sound really nice.
4: They're really, really pretty. I'll, I'll dig out a picture and stick them up somewhere where you can see it.
3: Oh, that's good. it saves me. I was just about to try and find them myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I think... Uh, I did try and look at the, uh, the Camino Open uh, lists, but apparently they're all hidden, including the ladder. So yeah, it's all, it's all locked
4: more. on. It's all locked on, unfortunately. But um,
0: There's not a lot we can say about that unless anyone's got anything to mention. No, do you know, know that, who won it? I know that Ollie flew his,
3: basically his world's list. Slightly edited. Uh, and Connor think, was so, three bombers and an Upsilon.
2: Yeah, so Connor flew first order. Um, so the, uh, Connor played the uh, Republic in his top four. So it was two arcs. Two Torrents and uh, Warthog in the arc. uh, Jousted it. um, Missed range one by a millimetre with his APT. So he had APTs and his bombers. uh, And essentially lost the joust. And uh, he was kind of on the back foot for the rest of the game with that. The final then was that Republic list versus a Rebel list. And I think the Rebel list off the top of my head had Kyle, Wedge, Garvin... Possibly Hera B wing, could be wrong. Yeah, it was B wing Hera. Yeah, B wing Hera. Um, and I think the Republic won
0: Yeah, the Republic won overall.
2: Yeah, so I, I I did watch the game. Um, uh, I think there was a couple. Uh, the Republic player got a couple of good blocks. Um, and then was just able to like I uh, think mm-hmm. think uh focus fired Hera in like the first engagement. Then blocked Hera a wedge in the second engagement and then just rinse both the, the i6s off the board um and then yeah it was um it was tough um i mean um you know uh thanks to nobby and the fearless gundarks are streaming so that was uh, i was knackered yesterday after obviously running the event on uh sunday so it was nice to sort of have a, a day to watch some x-wing whilst i sort of potted around the flat
4: um it's worth shouting out because there was a couple of other UK players that made um the, the top sixteen. so um Ben McLean, who I don't know um from England and uh, also um serene Seven and Sundrum, who we do know because he plays in the Sift taker um leagues, um he always flies. He,
3: he won one of the leagues one year as well.
4: yeah, yeah, he's a lo- lovely man who always gives you the opportunity to surrender in the initial systems phase. And is always disappointed <laughs> when you say no, you're all right. Um, uh, never actually
0: played I've it. Played him that's, twice, that's really it? funny. He does. His <laughs> reasoning is fairly strong. It's because I'm the rebels and I'm the good guys. <laughs> and if you're rebels as well, it's well, I'm the real rebels and you're the fake ones. So you should surrender.
4: This is a, This this is a this is a training. This is just a training exercise. So if you surrender now, we can all go back and do something different. <laughs> it's like all right, Grand. Oh, um, they are really yeah. nice. Them templates. Yeah, he's a lovely man. Is uh, can you stick the picture up since you've got them for Liam to look at, so he can stop yeah. talking and just start drilling. Um, find it yourself, Liam. But yeah, um, so well, well just, done to well done to. Um, no, find
0: it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've well done it. I'm only joking.
4: And uh, cool. That's but that was the Camino Cup. shall we talk about Firestorm Games in Cardiff, Liam?
0: Uh, we will talk about that when I'm ready, because I'm the host. So, should we talk about the Firestorm ch- Store Champion, Cardiff guys? No, we're not ready now. Yeah, oh, go okay, on. then. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Uh, it was. Uh, I don't. Do I just go in straight away with the winner? Because I know he'll want me to.
4: Okay, so let's it was a not... hy- So let's just say first of all, was it a hyperspace trial, or did they not make it hyperspace? It... At It was hyperspace. Okay, so it was a hyperspace. Yeah. Okay. Go on, go on. Talk about talk about it a little bit because we're going to try and get the winner to come on um, to talk about Uh, it. Yeah. So go on.
0: So I don't want to mention too much, uh, but it was a, I believe it was a twenty-one person event uh, held by the guys at Firestorm in Cardiff. Uh, From what I can see, there was uh, a few of the. Wales XTC team uh, players. Uh, it was a top eight cut, hmm. and it was won by Jordan Bishop. Top eight running cu- there.
4: top eight cut for twenty five players seems a bit mad. Twenty one players. Well, it was twenty
0: one. Yeah. I prefer the uh, the higher cut games. To be honest, you know you get your money's worth if you make it.
4: Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it like that as well. Okay, it was four rounds of Swiss and then cut. So yeah, okay, it makes it makes sense because then you know you're just playing a few extra games.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll uh, I'll give a, a couple of honourable mentions to Gavin Kirby, who I played at the Worcester uh, Hyperspace and he was an absolutely lovely man and Dan Zureb who goes by Dan Eggs on Facebook and he's uh, one of my favourite people to observe because he just shouts people down with logic and it's great to see.
4: Are you going to say who uh, won that yet, though?
0: Oh, no, he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> no, okay. It was won by Jordan Bishop who... I'll, I'll do a little spoiler for next week. Uh, nearly quit after round one. I broke oh, wow. something to him. Yeah, he, he, uh, he got dunked on two hundred O, and Oof. he messaged me and I was like, dude, just put it past you. Like, you got to carry on. And he did to his credit after beating the buy in round two. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, he managed to come back to it. Uh, like, he went silent on me for a few hours and I was, I was like, how are you getting on? And then I just got a random message uh, about a couple of hours after going. I wood. So now he's a proud owner of one of those giant, shiny, hope uh, space coins. And, and also Matt a also
4: member of the Vagabond. He's a member of the Vagabond Squadron, like you, Matt. Yeah, it was, it was
5: great. It was a great day to be in the Vagabond Squadron chat. All the, uh, all the Bristol guys and uh, all of us who are
4: spread around the country now, just cleaning up. Hmm. Vagabond's on top. So are you, are you now Manchester-ish based, kind of-ish?
5: Yeah, so, so I moved here sort of during lockdown, but in first I think I've moved house five times since I left Bristol. But um no, there's still, still an excellent bunch of players to uh to sort of be associated with and to to have chats with and bounce ideas off. Um if you can, you know, Dodge sort of fixes cheating and Steve's or well, uh,
4: Steve's cheating as well. I oh, any, any
5: of his account, Steve Bolton knows uh, knows what's going on.
4: Fix is I'm a, not such hear a, a bad word man.
5: said about Steve.
4: And I won't hear a bad word said about fix. They're amazing.
0: I'll, 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 I'll listen, listen to, to all
4: of them. If <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, I know. you get invited to fix his house for, for a cup of tea and a few games
5: of X-Wing, I, I thoroughly encourage you to take him up on it. Yeah, Steve got to, did offer you, me a place
3: to stay if they do a team event. Yeah,
4: you've, you've got to say why. is is fix one of these people where you go to his house for a game of X-Wing and a cup of tea and basically he feeds you like, you know rules out the 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 red carpet and slaughters the fattened calf and you're you you roll down the drive not not at all he's absolutely lovely but he completely forgot the
5: tea and i I still hold it against him (laughs) fair,
4: fair enough no i played against i went to the um uh hyperspace trial down in bristol that the greenaways ran in a village hall and a fix knocked me out of cut and it was we were playing jedi against jedi and uh he outbid me so um I, I I was on an uphill battle, and he was thoroughly lovely. While he utterly dismantled me in in so many different ways, but <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was one of those ones where I was like, "Why why why don't I know who you are? Why have I not heard of you? You are very good at this game." And he was like, "Because I play here in Bristol with my friends, and I don't really go to big tournaments." I was like, "Fair enough," <laughs> you know. Um, fix, is,
5: fix is incredible. Any game he tries his hand at, so you, you always got to watch out.
4: So annoying. So annoying, people are like that, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, good bunch of guys. Well, it's all right. We'll co-opt you into the uh, into the Sith takers, like we have with Johnny Hall as well. Eventually, that's we'll lure you in.
5: Honest.
4: We'll get you we'll get you a we'll t shirt, and that'll be it. Excellent. Might get you one with one uh, vagabonds written on the back. Ooh, I like that the hybrid the hybrid merch. Do you know what? We're not fussy. We've got Darren Granger and Liam in the squadron as well, so you know it's not. It's not, it's yeah, not like true you've got a high, high bar for entry.
3: <laughs> cool. Liam did beg to join, though. Actually, Darren begged me. No, you messaged me asking, I would really like some X Wing friends.
0: Oh, but I didn't ask to join. So <laughs> I just wanted <made> friends. <laughs> and look what's happened since. Someone thought it was a good idea to make me an admin of a page. <laughs> yeah i
3: can't see it lasting long no that's oh no neither can i
0: <laughs> someone asked me if i'm gonna start commenting on com- like making admin posts on comments before or after i've read them and i was like i probably just <laughs> won't bother doing either
4: <laughs> to, to be honest to be honest not commenting as admin is probably more valuable than some of the admin comments that have happened in the past so it'll be all right Ooh, shade not really. It was all at Lewis. <laughs> yeah, it's just
3: Lewis. <laughs> nothing, nothing, I wouldn't say to his face. Anyway, so. <laughs> it pains me to say it, but I'm actually missing Lewis. I haven't seen him for ages.
4: Yeah, um, but- I saw him the other. I saw him a few weeks ago. I went up to Harlequins one Tuesday night, um, just before Element reopened on Tuesdays, and it was lovely. Um, there a little gang of about six or seven people up there playing, um, playing X Wing, and it was, uh, it was just really nice to. You know, do what we did at the weekend with you know yeah. different players, and you know chat yeah. a bit and see what they'd been flying during lockdown. Because none of them have been playing on um, TTS at all during lockdown, so they've developed their own kind of little microcosm of what's good because you know they're not paying attention to what's going on on the internet. <laughs> so anyway, it's,
0: it's nice seeing how little matters kind of develop when they're isolated away from the the
4: main group, though. Yeah. Oh here. Liam, since you're a host, can I ask Matt the questions? I was
0: about to it's the one thing I'd remembered, Rich. Oh, okay. Well you do Rich it then, just I'll have step him. down from
3: being the host. He always has to I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, I... he, he micro hosts, he can't
0: help
4: himself. All right, Tim, to you, to you can edit honest, Tim, I'm... you can edit that bit out and Liam can crack on. It's fine. <laughs>
0: To be fair, I'm well at my element doing this anyway. <laughs> We've all noticed, it's fine. <laughs> I, ain't got a, I ain't got a clue what I'm doing. So, it's hard because... because man, don't worry, dude. It's hard every time I've heard. <laughs> so, even though I'm just like, completely incompetent, I have remembered one thing about the hosting duties on this podcast, and that is getting Rich to ask the questions to Matt. Because Matt is <laughs> no, no. a good
4: player. You no, you've got to ask the questions. You can do but it. I no, no.
0: You. I remembered to get you to ask them because <laughs> I don't remember the questions myself. <laughs>
4: all right. All right. So basically, we're asking, um, Matt, because I know you probably haven't listened to um, all of our podcasts Disgusting in behavior. Um, but um, we basically ask people that come on um, who are um, competent players or better because, you know, we're mostly incompetent players um, or occasionally trending towards being average and um we're kind of trying to ask good players about how they actually think about the game And we get some quite interesting insights and we've already had some insights from from you today um that you're not just thinking about the next turn you know from the start of the game you're thinking about your turn zero um so like the, the initial question that we we would start off with is like when somebody says Back to dials, like enter in the planning phase at any stage in the game, and feel free to answer however you want. Um, what's your thought process like? What do you think about it first? How does how does your brain tick? Um, and feel free to just kind of ramble because it, it does make sense, even if it feels like it doesn't.
5: So I've been thinking about this today. So sort of having an inkling, this 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 question might come up. Oh, he's prepared. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is one of the for frustrating ones. Whereas I think it sort of depends, sort of, on the list that I'm flying. Mm-hmm. Um, so different different lists will fly different ways. Yeah. The, but for for the most part, I start every game by sort of looking looking at the setup. Um, so presumably I've put my obstacles in a way that benefits my list, or I've set up the arena that benefits me as best I can. And then I sort of look across the table and think, what's my opponent going to try and do to me? Not quite as insightfully as like what's their win condition. Just you know how are they going to how are they going to approach how are they going to attack me? Then how, how do I get best advantage going into that? um which sort of in two ways if it ends up being a joust either because i've picked it because i think it's going to benefit me or they forced it because they've got a higher initiative and they think it's going to benefit them you, know, you get on the older uh, sort of rule of 11 or rule of 18 and try and work out how to best maximize my chance in that
1: wait, okay. of,
5: wait a minute rule
4: of 18 i know about the rule of 11 what's the rule of 18
5: so so the rule of 11's you know is that is the uh, there's there's eleven. The straight joust thing, yeah. The straight yeah, joust thing. Eleven yeah. is between between sort of the, the if the ships do, do a total of eleven. Such but if you look at the sort of distance between sort of both sidelines, that's eighteen units. So if you sort of look at that, Pretty you nice. can sort of work out, you know, how to how to what you need to do first turn to get your maths right for the second turn. Um, obviously, bearing in mind different ship sizes, uh, we'll I it's a few people like to deploy on the on like right against the back, which throws it off a little bit. So you've got to add one point five. So that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, but a lot of times you don't end up jousting. You end up sort of... Someone tries to swirl and draw you through the rocks or you're going to do vice versa.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, which, uh, if I'm the one who's being drawn through, I tend to just aim for the middle um, in a way I can then launch out wherever they are. Because no one can run properly if you aim for the middle of the board and then go out from there towards them.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: But I think I think it was the one I, where I had to play against Sean in the final. Um, we we'll sort of set work out the best lane to approach the middle of the board with in a way that I could react afterwards. Mm-hmm. they're sort of okay. on a turn by turn basis um, sort of trying to think what is the opponent going to try and do with their ships and how can I exploit that um, what what risks are there in that um, and what's the mitigation if they've done something different or if they've out thought me mm-hmm. um, which is quite interesting actually if I bring it sort of back to the list I flew this weekend it um, sort of felt a bit like playing Armada in a way but I won't get too deep into that but basically the A-Wing was quite nice because it was manoeuvrable enough. I could look at the board state right now and go, OK, it's going to do this. The B-Wing, because it doesn't turn very nicely, every turn I had to think, where's it going to be? What do I need to do with it next turn? So how much stress can I get away with? Where do I need to put it so that it's still relevant to the fight uh, the turn after? Whereas the Ghost, is, because the only way to really swing the arc is the K-turn, I was trying to plan about two, three turns ahead. So where do I turn at this turn to make sure that I'm in the right place next turn to put a K turn in and stay relevant? So I think, Ben, I think you saw that, saw me do one of those against you where I sort of turned right away from you rather than left um, with the ghost.
3: Yeah, yeah. I didn't see you. I didn't expect you to turn away. But then obviously the K turn was kind of an obvious move. Yeah. um, It certainly wouldn't be what I did.
5: Well, it was at that weird point where there was no way to get a good turn in, so so I was sort of setting up to sort of accept that that turn's going to suck for me, and then just get as much advantage as possible for the turn after.
4: I mean, I guess there's the thing worked out. The, there's the thing with the um with the ghost though, with it being Kanan, is that even if there's a turn where you're turning away so that you can bring the four dice gun back around again with a K turn the, the turn after, you've still got Kanan's um, turret arc pointing out. And if you've got Hera sitting in Kanan's turret arc at that point or something, you're still getting value from the ghost. And losing a turn to no shot is probably better than fish bowling the ghost for a few turns and taking dorsals. Dorsal turret shots onto things because you know, when you've got a range one shot with the ghost, you want to be rolling five dice, not three. Yeah. Um, you know, because you, you don't get into play at range one very often with the ghost, you know, a couple of times a game, maybe if you're lucky. Um, and you, you want to be getting the, the five dice bangers on those ones, don't you? Not the little three dice pot shots. So, I'll,
5: I'll complete it. I think, uh, especially with lists that are hard to maneuver, it's just about making sure that your list is going to your, your all your ships stay as relevant as possible every turn. Mm-hmm. rather than going for that one big punch every time just making sure every ship stays in the fight
4: yeah I mean, it's it's interesting hearing what you've said you know from from turn zero your your first point is that you look at what the opponent is you, you look at what the opponent's list is trying to do and then you figure out how best to set up your um your asteroids or what have you um to best either mitigate that or to give you an opportunity to do what you would need to do to prevent them doing what they want to do if that makes sense um and but you're thinking about it from what is the opponent going to try to do to me um which is is interesting because the the other person that we've spoken to who's had that kind of approach was tom reed um he he phrased it differently he said what's the worst thing that can possibly happen to me this turn um, or what's the worst thing that can possibly happen to me in this in this game if I engage in it completely wrong? What's the worst possible thing? And then he doesn't do that; um, he does something else. So that his first thought is, "How can I mitigate the worst possible outcome?" Rather than, "How can I, how can I find an optimal outcome for myself?"
5: Um, um, I think that's, that, that, that's the sort of mindset you need to see for that. To consistently win high level events, you need to be playing like that. I think something yeah. that I, I struggle to do as a player is I'll quite happily go in on a seventy percent chance. Um but obviously if you if you're only you know, on seventy percent chances you're gonna lose one one every four games, which isn't isn't enough to get you in the cut every time. Yeah. Certainly isn't enough to get, get you get you to the final and win it. Um but if like if like Tom you t- you're only taking ninety five percent chances, you know, those those odds go go massively up. Yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think I've, I've tried playing that way, and I'm, I'm just too aggressive for it. <laughs> I just like getting in and swinging a big dice and mixing it up. I'm I'm very bad at
4: disengages. I think um, it depends not on not what. Bad, you
5: do just from a wanting to do it sort of standpoint.
4: Yeah, I think it depends on on what you play X-wing to do. Um, you know, and I think there's um, when we've ch- chatted to Tom and we've ch- chatted to Ollie and Pocknell as well about this kind of stuff, and um, they've they've both said you know we we play X-wing as a competitive arena in which we attempt to win games um so they're playing it to try and win the game and if winning the game means that you get one point more than your opponent after an hour and a quarter then you've still won the game um where other people play x-wing because you know they like flying millennium falcons and tie fighters around and making spaceship noises and rolling dice at each other um yeah. and and all things in between uh you know so um yeah, cool.
5: I mean I think both 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 are entirely valid. Um I mean I I very rarely start the game thinking of what my win condition is, but I will take stock about halfway through and go, okay, what well, needs to happen now for me to stay in it? Yeah. Um, do I need to keep my aiming alive to win to, to just then ace play someone out at the end? Um or do I need to take out the, the ship that's going to uh, kill Hera fast so that Hera can solo the end game?
4: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's the that's the key bit as um, the, the win condition, the, you, you need to think about the win condition, but when you think about it, I think as long as it's not, you know, 17 seconds before the end of the round when you're setting your final dial and you're trying yeah. to figure out, can I win this game now or am I winning at that point, um, Is the, uh, that, that's, the, that's kind of the doozy on it, isn't it? You've, you've, got to, you've got to know from about halfway through, if not earlier what you need to do to win the game and i think some players do have that kind of calculative ability where they look at the opponent's list and they think right that ship over there is worth half of this and my two ships here combined if i lose them and i'm willing to sacrifice them as long as it gets me full points on that other thing over there um you know i think when i look at it i tend to just think what what's my end game piece and what do i need to kill to make sure that it can win the end game you know or Mm -hmm. how do i get that ship into end game um,
5: it's one of the reasons I really like, despite it not being overly point sufficient, um double modded proton torpedoes at high initiative. Just just yeah. one set in on the list. Um one as, well as probably better choices throughout the game, just that ability to to spike damage onto the thing you choose at the right time in the game. I find a lot of value in. I think it was in my game in round five game game, Martin Purvis, it was very, very good. There was one point during the game who goes, ah, if you if you had a proton torpedo left, I'd be scared. Um because he identified as well that that was sort of the, the, the main threat in the list, at which point I've revealed the fact that beings can now reload torpedoes, um, <laughs> and, and did so. But, yeah. but it, yeah it's just, it's just yeah, picking picking the point to put your damage um, from the start, identifying what you can have in this. And I don't think it's always necessarily sort of, okay, I need to kill that piece, and so I'll go for that straight away. Maybe your opponent doesn't present you that option, so then you sort of have to reassess as to what can I take, what's the best thing to take from the options I have in front of me.
4: Mm-hmm. Um yeah it's the hardest thing in the world, isn't it when you've got a range three double modded shot with a target lock chip in front of you to 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 opt out of the proton torpedo because you want to use it on somebody else later um yes. you know and it's like oh do I do it now anyway and having the reload kind of Takes that makes that decision easier because you just shoot the proton torpedo anyway. Because you can always reload in a couple of turns when you've got a, a disengaged turn or you know you're not going to get a good shot on something.
5: Um, Identifying where, where, where the value is, I think. Um, I think Sean was very unlucky, but I, don't, I think in the final, but I saw his uh, his uh, what's it called, the uh, the A wing who can get a, get a focus or evade after it's been attacked or attacks yeah. himself, um, yeah. But it was, it was tokenless against my first shot. And so that was a, that was a straight front and torpedo, which unfortunately for Sean was a direct hit going through, um, which was a little cheeky. And uh, so I set the tone for the final a bit in terms of uh, how much pressure was on me. But I mean, you know, he, it seems he like had... you, sort of make, you make the opportunities with that sort of damage.
4: Yeah, I mean, so he chose to barrel roll out of the front arc of the Ghost because he didn't want to suck down the 5 die shot from Kanan.
5: Very sensible play.
4: Um, which he did. Um, had he, rather than doing that, focused... And then been shot at by Hera with the proton torpedo, then got another token back. He'd have probably still died anyway because Kanan didn't get a shot that turn, um, or if he did, it was a dorsal turret shot it took to nothing. Um, yeah. yeah, it was. Um, yeah, he had to barrel roll out of the the Ghost's front arc.
5: He, he, he very much made the right play. Yeah. Um, that, that's why. That's why. That's why I was rather unlucky that he then took the uh, took the nasty crit for it.
4: Yeah, I think he rolled. Yeah, he rolled one of eight on... Well, he rolled average of eight dice, but he had no tokens. And uh, yeah, Proton Torpedo did Proton Torpedo things. Because that's what happens to A-wings, unfortunately, when you shoot torps at them.
5: Yeah, that was one of those cases where um, the thing I wanted to take from him was, was the Poe, because the Poe was very much the finisher, yeah, but also sort of the main damage dealer. But that wasn't the opportunity that was offered. Yeah. Um, so I sort of tried to make the best of the, the one that I was offered.
4: And boy, did that come off. <laughs>
5: <laughs> It's good. So you're letting your Poe behind me, and it became a lot of mental gymnastics to work out how to get round back on that pole.
4: Yeah, yeah. So, overdrive, Duster's Poe is a is a very very slippery ship. Even um, when you know it's coming, it still gets you. Yeah, and he made a he made a couple of um, couple of misplays. He, he tried to he you know, we were chatting to him in the car on the way home, and he tried to do a um, a double barrel roll to jump over the back of Hera, and it didn't fit by like a couple of millimeters, and that yeah. meant that Poe at one. Um, shot from Hera followed by a, um, a concussion missile from Ahsoka I said to him, why didn't you just boost focus and trade with Ahsoka at range one and he was like, oh yeah I should have done that, and I was like, you could see everybody watching thinking, why has he not done that, but I think that's just where you get your head into, you know, if I do this big fancy thing with pull then I get—I don't get shot at all um, and, I think it would, one of
5: the ones where, where it would be so nice if it did fit that the eyes possibly trick you into mm-hmm. thinking it will fit
4: yeah, um, yeah. But
5: I mean, that, that, that's what closed the game, really, was just that slight, like those couple of millimetres, because I think he took Panic Pilot off of it. Yeah, he did, and yeah. And invented him immobile, but the concussion result flipped over one on Ray, which gave her Panic Pilot as well. So all of a sudden, I had complete board control. Yeah. Um, which was a, a very nasty, I think probably the worst succession of crits I've seen. Um, panic Pilot at the, at the right time. It's just very
4: nasty. Yeah, when he's already stressed, so he ends up triple stressed, is um, particularly brutal. But yeah i mean sean it, it must be said and we should give him a shout out because sean flew really really well um all day um and got you know top table he was flying um Raypo's easy so I, I can't talk about it too much otherwise ben will deride me for um <laughs> banging on about resistance again but it was um ray easy list that sean and i were both using for a little bit and he's just like oh i've had no reps with anything else i'll just fly this and i'll have a good time and he, he got top table so well done sean
5: was, uh, the, way, the way the way he flew was fantastic. He, you know, pointing Poe at places where Poe could sort of move forward and focus and double barrel roll. Whichever side of the rock I haven't chosen to commit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was a, a very very slippery opponent. Who just just found, I think found himself on the wrong side of the snowball. And yeah. I tried not let him back in, which was possibly a bit sporting of me, but I was I was trying to win it.
4: By that, point, <laughs> by that point, you'd seen, you'd seen that, uh, that Mandalorian mug and you were like, I'm having that.
5: <laughs> I, you can't put Baby Yoda on a mug as the first prize and not expect people to try and win it. That's, yeah, yeah. Exactly,
4: exactly. All right, thank you very much for answering those questions. It's given a good bit of insight, so cheers for that, man. So, yeah, thank you for having me on. It's been, uh, been an absolute pleasure talking to you all. No worries. I'm, I'm waiting for Liam to jump back in now because he's hosting. Yes, yeah, so am
0: I. Yeah, I know. So I think... <laughs> and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the bit where I'm going. Has anyone got any
4: shout outs, right? Yeah, but you need to go round this one at a time or we'll all talk over the top of each other.
0: Yeah, so just I was just clarifying, Rich. Come on, come on. Okay, my first yeah. time, baby yeah. steps.
4: I'm just helping. So, I'm helping you right? I'm coaching. Do you
0: have, do you have any shout outs?
4: Um, I want to shout out Tim again for running the event. I want to shout out everybody that came down. Um, and it was a great day. Um, and uh, just my opponents and uh, particularly again a shout out to Sean um, for putting up with my, he said at one point you're being a bit passive aggressive now and I was like mate I'm not being passive at all, it's just aggressive <laughs> 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 so um, yeah, so shout out to Sean for, um, for dealing with that because uh, I was not being the nicest of people and I, and I still feel a little bit bad so,
3: yeah. <laughs> Uh Ben? <laughs> Um that just a bit of an echo of Rich. Shout out to everyone who came down. It was uh, great to see you all again and I hope to see you all at the um SIFTAC Open group in February. Tim.
2: Yeah, I uh, I'll shout out myself as well, why not. I know. Mean, um I, I it was yeah, it was a really good weekend. Um it, the only shame is that I've literally just cleared out all the prizes I've got. So um, I'm getting some bits of the GSP for getting to order run, you know, the top cut there. But um, uh, maybe a little while before I run another of sort of independent events. But obviously I'm I'm back involved with the Sift Taker Open, and I know we've had discussions about trying to get some sort of weekend one days going again or something like that. So we we're um, talking yeah. about a team event as well, weren't we? Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of appetite for team events, uh, and it's certainly something that um, you know we've we've had experience and we've we've run them before. Um, so um, all I'll say is watch this space and hopefully we'll be back with more events in 2022.
4: I've just remembered my actual shout out by the way, Liam. No, you've had your chance. Yeah, oh,
2: missed it. Yeah, much. you have
4: had your chance. Missed opportunity. Right. Okay, once you finish doing the shout outs, then I'll uh, you can give me if there's anything else I want to talk about.
0: No, don't like that.
4: All right,
0: no. fair enough. Um, uh, Matt, you got any shout-outs?
4: Yeah, so big, big shout-out to Tim for organising
5: such an excellent weekend with the incredible prize support. Um, every single one of my opponents, they were absolutely a pleasure to play with and talk to before and after. Um, obviously, the Vagabond Squadron, they were doing, doing well this this last weekend. Um, obviously, a constant sort of source of excellent chat on the texts. Um, and uh, Roguely, all the uh, people I've met through X-Wing um, out in Dubai back in the day when I saw got into it and all those I'm still in contact with so all the Mucon guys um, all the guys from the, the 311 squadron who are still playing over in Dubai nice yeah, that's uh, but, uh, abusing the opportunity there four shouts out <laughs> uh,
0: I'll give myself a few shout outs, I'll shout out uh, Jordan Bishop for of course winning the, uh, the Firestorm store champ and Connor Holmes for making top four uh and I'm not going to shout out Boarding Brum. Shout out to Boarding Brum. So that'll, uh, there you go, Rich. didn't do it. Okay. And uh, is there anything anyone else would like to say, apart from Rich? <laughs> uh,
4: so, uh, so I've just remembered that um, uh, Alex Watkins, who used to be the FFG director for Organised Play... Um, prior to uh, COVID and um, the bunch of redundancies and then the shift to AMG has this week posted up on the UK and Ireland Facebook group, the biggest Facebook group, that he has found um, a box in his uh, unpacking um, of his stuff that he brought back with him from Minnesota after he left FFG, which contains some as yet unseen, unplayed for OP prize support for 2020. For COVID. So um, they are pilot chits and dial covers for, I think, one for each of the uh, the factions for what would have been the nationals level tournaments, and then uh, one rebel and one imperial. So it's like Suntir, Dutch Vander, Ricolet, Grand Inquisitor, um, Horton, Horton Salm, Stunfak. yeah, Fak. Yeah. Um, um, anyway, um, can't so- remember the rest. He's doing this stuff. So what he's oh, doing. Gurry. Is,
3: Gurry. One of them was Gurry as well.
4: Yeah, Guri. And um Covenel for resistance. That was it. Um yeah. Um so what he's doing is he's going to and somebody for first door that nobody cares about. Um so what he's gonna do is <laughs> um That was Hollow, wasn't it? So he's going to um he's doing a raffle. Um tickets are a pound each, but you have to buy at least five. Um if you pay nineteen quid, you get twenty. Um so What he said is that for the first 300 people to buy tickets, he's got a prize that he's got 300 of. So that sounds like an all dark card, but I have no idea. Um, So basically, he's going to put tickets up for sale um, from the 2nd of December, which I think is this Friday. Um, He's doing it through Eventbrite. So look it up on the UK and Ireland Facebook group if you're interested. Um, There's going to be some previously never seen before in the wild um, kind of. Uh, cardboards and other tokens and things as well as the uh, 2020 op stuff he's selling a bunch of uh, rare ships and tokens so he's selling a bunch of things like world's target locks, system open target locks that you could get for you know finishing high up in those from like 2017 2018 he's got a gunboat in the <laughs> raffle a gunboat and a phantom uh so if anybody doesn't have a gunboat or a phantom then you know you've got a one in not very many chance of getting it um Yeah, I get the feeling that there's going to be a lot of people putting in an awful lot of money. Um, And just so you're aware, the prize money is going to, not the prize money, sorry, the the entry money, the ticket money is going to a charity, which is um, for uh, a school friend of his daughter, niece, something, um, who's got um, a a condition. Kidney problem, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a kidney problem or something. Um, And uh, let me just find it out here um, about, I'll get the info. Uh, So uh, Phoebe. Um, who is uh, a young daughter of a friend. So it's one of his friend's daughters um, has had kidney failure due to anchor positive vasculitis. Um, So she stabilized as on a waiting list, wants a kidney transplant. Um, So we're, what we're trying to do is do something awesome. So he's going to try and donate a cash. He's donated this cash of promo items, um, including a bunch of stuff, which is also, there's a a Plocoon from worlds, um, the ship as well. Um, Proceeds are going to be split between an experience for Phoebe herself and going then to Kidney Care UK as a charitable donation. Um, Phoebe is a Marvel fan, so we're going to do a Marvel-based experience for her out of the money, and then everything else that's left over is going to go to the charity itself. So uh, I'm going to be throwing some money into it, um, and to be honest, I'll throw some money into it, and then if I win something, I'll be happy, and if I don't, I'll be like, oh, well, I've donated money to her. a charity. So um and I get the impression that a lot of other people are going to do the same thing. So um tickets go on sale on the second of December and the draw is the weekend of the Sith Taker open uh on the fourth and fifth of February. So there is quite a long time to buy tickets. But if you want to get one of the first three hundred bonus prizes for buying a ticket, then you know, jump on it early because I get the impression that there's going to be an awful lot of people are going to be jumping on it early. We'll see. And fingers up. crossed he comes back for OP <laughs> fingers crossed fingers crossed and we yeah. have asked him if he wants to come up to the Sith Taker Open to play because it would be lovely to see him again because um, he's, uh, he's been off the scene since he, he quit for obvious reasons um, so we'll see if that happens cool
0: that was it so, Liam I think, I think at this point we all say bye so I'm going to go around and wait your turn and when I say your name you can say bye so, Rich Say do bye it. now. To- toodles. That's mine. What you gotta do? Why you gotta be like that? Ben, <laughs> Toodles. Bim
2: Toodles.
0: Matt. Toodles Yeah, bye everyone. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: boys,
1: boys,
4: well done, ma'am.